This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Tuesday edition. Hope everybody's having a great fall day. Like going to warm up a little bit here the rest of the week, but a beautiful day today. Um, and today we're going to be joined by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. Larry, how are you? Uh, Monty, doing well. As you say, it's a it's an interesting time of year in, in more ways than one. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we're talking the other day me and some buddies here in rutherford county we've had one assistant coach test positive and one player of course they had to quarantine their team and that was blackman high school fortunately for them they really only missed one game because this week's fall break and then you look down the road at the titans and boy every day they them numbers just kept adding up and adding up and uh i guess for them thank goodness um, uh, they, um, had two straight days of no positive tests, but, uh, been kind of crazy around there. They, they've had the biggest, I guess, outbreak of any NFL team. Yeah. And I, I read a story that the NFL's kind of checking it out to see if they've been observing protocols. I, I assume they have obviously, uh, Vrabel and the, and the, you know, the, the all, all the team organization, they, they understand the situation. I, I, have no no doubt that they that they've been doing everything they could do. I think it's Monty. It seems like the the virus is almost luck of the draw. I know people who go out and socialize and, and circulate, and they haven't had a problem. I know other people who have been holed up most for almost six months, and all at once they they test positive. So I don't know. But anyway, I, I, point being, I, I don't think the Titans are doing anything differently from from other teams in the NFL. I think they just. It, it happened to, to, to the virus happened to make its way into the organization. However, it got get, got there, and it, it knocked them for a loop. But you're right; it looks like a couple of a couple of days now with uh, with no uh, no positives. So hopefully they'll get back on track uh, before long, and hopefully, obviously, everybody will be okay. Yeah, and uh, you know, it initially I think it looked like it wasn't the worst thing from not uh, from a not playing standpoint. I'm not scoffing at the virus. Because, you know, Taylor Lewan looked like he'd probably be out. Um, and Dory Jackson's still out. Um, a couple of other people were going to be out. Well, now it looks like there's going to be quite a few out. And you got big, bad Buffalo coming to town undefeated. And they're talking like, you know, they don't, they don't know the status of Jeffrey Simmons, who's their best D lineman. And I know they've got a couple defensive backs out. So they might have a little bit of a patchwork team uh, if they are able to go ahead and play against Buffalo on Sunday. Yeah, and of course, the big question will be if they come out after after the great start uh, and, and, and fall flat, will the, will the virus, the disruption, the distractions, all that, will, will that have derailed them? I, I don't think so, Monty. I think it's, <clears throat> this is something that, that all the teams are faced with, all the teams have got to play through it. Uh, as far as injuries go, that's that's always been part of the game. That's just you know luck of the draw, roll of the dice. I, I don't think uh, if, if the Titans should should lose, I don't think it can be blamed on the on the virus and all the all the stuff swirling around it. Uh, frankly, I'm not sure Monty. They played all that well. They've played you know maybe maybe mediocre teams and and not to take anything away from them. When you when you win games in the NFL, a win is a win. 
but they still don't. I, I'm not sure they're a, they're a Super Bowl team yet. They, they they could be, and they and maybe they should be. They were, were one one hiccup away from it last year, and with big ex- expectations. But but again, that's why they play the games. We we don't know yet. It's still early in the season, and uh, and the virus situation it, it could have an impact. But again, that's. Uh, that that's what coaches are paid to do. They're paid to, to coach the team through rough times. If everything went smoothly, Monty, you and I could coach coach the team. If we had had plenty of talent and everybody stayed healthy, uh, you you and I might win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and you know you you look too. I mean, their three wins are by six points, but two of them are road wins, and they're hard to get in the NFL. And another thing, I think in their favors. Um, they reside in a division that's not very good right now. The uh, Houston's 0-4. They fired O'Brien yesterday. And well, anybody that will trade their best receiver, you know, away for nothing, it, you, know, you got to wonder about his sanity anyway. And then you got Jacksonville struggling. And uh, the Colts look pretty good. They had a nice road win the other day. But they're in a division uh, that they should um, – fairly well in and you know you're not going to go undefeated anyway so uh you know they knew they got a tough schedule coming up here uh in the near future and but you know so does everybody else from time to time yeah and they're off to a good start so uh you know it, it so so far so good and you're out about the the division it's a, a fairly fairly mushy mushy division i guess to be kind but uh but, but uh, remember monty of course they, they made the N- nfl final four last year and they got the star all the star power back this year so there's no reason that that they shouldn't that they shouldn't be good and fans are expecting them to to not only go back to it but to make another step this year they, they expect the titans to be super bowl contenders and and if you look at them on paper, there's no reason they shouldn't be. They got the star quarterback back, the NFL's leading rusher back, uh, and so uh, yeah, I, I, there are big expectations for the Titans this year. And again, so far so good. You know, you're, you're undefeated, and it's hard to beat that. Yeah, it's funny how years to years go in the NFL. Of course, you covered it a while. When I mean, you take a team like San Francisco, that was so dominant last year. You know, you could have made the case, probably should have won that Super Bowl. Uh, they'll be lucky to get in the playoffs this year. and Really, it's all come down to injuries. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't know, Monty, if the the old the days of the great dynasties may be over. It's just so hard to 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 keep rebuilding, rebuilding, and rebuilding uh, or reloading every year. You know, the Patriots have done an awfully good job, but now they're you know they they're starting to swoon a little. But uh, anyway, it would be nice if the Titans could build a, a mini dynasty. It would uh, it would make things interesting for a while. And they're a rel- relatively uh, young team in, in in most of the skill positions. Just keep the quarterback and and Mr. Henry healthy, and uh, and they they can they should be in pretty good shape. But uh, but you're right. It's uh, I covered them back in the old days when when Pittsburgh had had its dynasty, and you know two or three of Dallas, the Cowboys were were, were awfully good at Washington. But I'm I'm not sure that those the the dynasty days may be over. The, there's so much parity in it now, and the, the way the drafts arrange, where the the bad bad teams get first picks and that kind of thing. And that's and also what the NFL wants. They don't mind a, a dynasty now and then. It keeps people like you and me talking about it. But they the, the NFL. I've always said, Monty, their idea of a perfect season would be where every team finished <laughs> finished 500, and you had to go two or three deep in tiebreakers to figure it out because they like to keep interest up in all those markets around the country. They don't want uh, franchises to to hit rock bottom in attendance and TV ratings and so forth to drop off in those markets. They they want all the teams to be competitive uh, Sunday after Sunday. We're joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. We'll take a quick break and be right back. This is P. 
Peter Demas, and I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's restaurants. One of the things that we have always done is we have been very careful with the way that we sanitize our tables. We have mandatory hand washing stations. Our employees are required to wear masks. We are just overall just being very careful with everything that we are doing and the way we handle food, the way we handle plates to ensure everybody's safety as they return and start enjoying the dining room experience again. Demas's restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. In the South, we've perfected the art of connection. In fact, we can make an instant connection with simple things. A guitar and microphone, a great meal, a Friday night football game. So when First Bank enhanced our digital banking connection, we created it from our banking model to be accessible, direct, and personal. Silicon Valley knows apps, but we've learned a thing or two about connection. Get a great mobile banking app with the real connection of community banking. First Bank, member FDIC. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. We've got a bit of a lighter week for you here on local sports coverage from WGNS, but we're also focused on those Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee. So coming up Tuesday night, Rick Stock still live, 7 o'clock here on the radio as Coach Stock talks about the upcoming game with FIU. Now that's on Saturday, 1.30 airtime here on WGNS as the Blue Raiders travel to Florida International. No Prentice also Heating and Air Coaches Corner or MTCS Cougar Corner coming up this Saturday due to fall break this week and no State Farm Prep football game for you this week. We will get back at it next week here on WGNS in a big way as Oakland travels to Riverdale for the Battle of the Borough on Friday, October 16th. We've got you covered with local high school and MTSU football right here. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank, Larry Woody. Longtime sports writer, author, and columnist, join us today, Larry. Um, you know, you you watch the NFL games. Very few have fans. I think the Kansas City Chiefs do. Um, but you watch the college games. Uh, uh, the UT game the other day. I think they had what twenty five thousand. I mean, pales in what it typic in comparison to what it typically is. But you could hear a little noise out there. Yeah, uh, Monty, the way I look at it, uh, a, a little is better than nothing. And for a while there, it looked like we might have nothing this season. I, you know, right up almost until the season started, I, I wasn't convinced there would be a season. I was hoping there would, obviously, and things were looking a little more optimistic. But, you know, as we've seen, the virus can flare up almost overnight and just derail the whole thing. So, again, it's not a, not a it's not going to be a perfect season. But at least it's going to be a season, and and Monty, you and I, I've you and I've discussed this before. I think in kind of a, a perverse roundabout way, th- this is going to be the most exciting football season in SEC history. You got got an all conference uh, schedule, ten ten SEC games, and uh, it, it doesn't get much better than that. You don't have any of those patsies uh, spliced in in the schedule there, and any breathers. Every every Saturday is going to be a battle when you play an SEC schedule, and so. In, in a roundabout way, 
this this is going to be a, a really exciting season. I think we've already seen it so far, and I don't think it's going to drop off. I think it's going to get get, get more and more exciting. Uh, it's a the, the conference top to bottom is, is is pretty strong this year. Some great teams at the top, the usual suspects, but uh, no, I, I think in in a, again in kind of a perverse way, the virus is going to create the most interesting SEC season in history. Yeah, and then you know you go other places you start looking on down the line it may be a little too early but you know one team that has been a fixture pretty much in the playoffs has been Oklahoma well they're they're pretty much dismissed they've lost two straight so they're out of it Texas you know you keep hearing about Texas every year this is their year and it's not uh, they lose to TCU which is um you know, I'm not scoffing at that because Gary Patterson at TCU does a great job. But you're already seeing some teams, though, uh, falling out. And um, it, and I don't think the Pac-12 is going to get anybody in in the playoffs. And uh, you got a situation there where the SEC or the Big Ten uh, got a, ch- a really good chance to get two teams in because I don't think the ACC will. Yeah, I don't know. Ohio State, they're they'll probably should be fairly fairly solid. But you're right; a lot of the the big names are kind of dropping by the wayside. And meanwhile, Monty, I'm I'm really impressed by by the the big three in the SEC. Uh, you know, so far you got, as I said, the usual suspects. You got uh, Florida, Georgia, and Alabama, but not not in that order. But uh, LSU, of course, down is to be expected. But the rest of the league is. Is, is pretty strong out there. There aren't a lot of weak sisters in the SEC from what I've seen so far. Hey, even Tennessee, you know, got the big UT Georgia game coming up. We'll get to see what the if the Vols are real or not Saturday. But uh, no, I, I still remember what Steve Spurrier said uh, to a couple of months ago. Somebody was asking about if the if the champion if a national championship could really be legitimate if a lot of the some of the, the bigger conferences didn't play. And and uh, Spurrier kind of laughed and said, "Well." It, it doesn't matter as long as the as, as ACC and the SEC play because one of them was going to win it anyway. <laughs> and, and I tend to agree. I think Clemson's, Clemson is awfully, awfully good. And then you've got three SEC teams that, frankly, Monty, right now, they, they could be three of the, three of the four in the, in, the, in the playoffs. Of course, it won't work out like that. But I, I think certainly the SEC deserves two and, and, and probably, as we speak, deserves three. But... Uh, but again, it it is what it is. Uh, the other conferences had the same uh, same uh, right, same ability to to suit up and play as SEC and the, and the ACC and everybody else. And if they don't want to, they don't have to. But uh, but they shouldn't disparage other teams for playing. And again, in, in terms of the safety's sake, player safety, uh, I, I still think they're they're safer on a football field than they are hanging out on on weekends at at pool parties. So. Again, so far so good. I'm glad the SEC made the made the, the move that it made, and I think it pulled a lot of other other people along with it. There's two games I'm looking at this weekend that I think are very similar. They're in different conferences. Now, start with the ACC. Um, Miami against um, Clemson. Uh, Miami is looking pretty good. Are they back? I don't know. Can they make a four quarter game? out of um, their game against Clemson. Um, the other one is Tennessee and Georgia. Tennessee's gone out and taken care of its business the first two weeks. Uh, they won on the road, and they won it at home. Um, weren't totally dominant, but they were very efficient in what they did. Now they go to Georgia, who's got as good a defense as we've seen in a while. I think Auburn's still trying to score on them. Um, those two games are kind of intriguing to me to see if programs like a Tennessee and a Miami that have been down, how close are they to getting back? I and mean, they don't have to win the game, but you'd like to see these games, particularly if you're a fan of those teams, you know, make it a full game, not be over with by halftime. Um, I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a, a major UT fan, and he says for the first time in years he's, he's looking forward to the Georgia game Saturday. He says in, in years past he kind of dreaded it, but now he's looking forward to it. I, I think Tennessee's got a shot. They're, the Vols, Monty, are kind of like the Titans. They, they hadn't played a, a tough schedule, a really tough schedule yet, 
but you got to give them credit. They've won. They've won on the road, and you can't beat undefeated. I mean, that's that's as good as you can get. You can't beat perfection. Now, granted, they, they don't. I'm not sure they're world beaters yet. I'm not sure they're ready to contend for a championship. They're, they're, once again, they're stuck in that that really killer division. But Saturday at Georgia is going to tell a lot about where UT is if if they're real or if they've just been kind of in, you know fe- feasting on some some kind of mushy competition up to this point. I, I think UT, uh, Monty, will give them a game. Uh, and Georgia, as you know, has got one of its top defensive backs out, have, has to set out the front first half after a penalty from the uh, a, a targeting penalty from the last game. So that's that'll, that'll help the Vols, the fact that they don't have to, have to worry about a, a, a great uh, defensive back out there. So I, I think Tennessee's got a shot. Having said that, now they may go out and fall on their face, but so far so good. And and if they keep going like they're going, Monty, I, I think this is shaping up to be UT's best season in years. Again, they're not back to the to the, the those golden years, but at least they're making progress. And 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 progress is good based on on some of the years past. Well, you mentioned Florida. Um, they have no problem scoring points. Now their defense looks a little suspect. And Alabama, well, they just kind of look like Alabama. A&M tried to get back into the game and make a game of it, which they did in the first half. Then I think Alabama scored four consecutive touchdowns. So about, about uh, Bama, Bama, still Bama. I'm really impressed by Florida, uh, Monty. I, I, I think uh, I, I think the defense will will will, will, will get better. They they got some great player, got great talent on there, obviously. And so, with as they get a little more experience, I, th- I think Florida's going to be a, a, a heck of a team. And then we'll know who the who maybe the third third contender is out of that division when uh, after after Saturday in, in Athens, uh, will it be the Vols? Could they be back in it, or will it be Georgia? Uh, business as usual in Tennessee, kind of settling for, for fourth or fifth place somewhere somewhere mid mid level. Again, Saturday, Monty might be the biggest game for UT in in, in a decade. Then you got um, Mississippi State, who throws for six hundred yards the first week and uh, turn around. Uh, everybody's feeling good about themselves, and then Arkansas comes to Starkville and uh, beats them twenty-one to fourteen and snaps a twenty-game um, losing streak. And I'll say this about Arkansas: they've got a first-year coach. And you know they're way behind the the recruiting and, and 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 all that. But you know they hung with Georgia for a while, and then go get a big road win. So uh, uh, I think it's going like you said, it's going to be pretty fun week to week just playing each other because you're not going to have it every week. And when you don't have it, you're definitely obviously you're suspect to get beat. I mean Alabama's not going to have it every week. Um, more times than not, though, their talent will win out. So I think it's going to be a fun ride. Yeah, Alabama and maybe Florida, Monty, they're one of those teams they can have a bad a bad game and still win because of the talent factor. I remember George McIntyre, the Vanderbilt coach, when I was the, the beat rider, he said a good team can overcome mistakes or have a bad day and still win. A team that doesn't have a lot of talent can't overcome mistakes or bad calls and that kind of thing. So you're right about Alabama. They they can have a bad day at the office and still win the game, while a team like Vanderbilt can't. They can't overcome it. They they've got to play. They've got to bring their their best game every game to have a chance to win. But Mississippi State, when I saw their season opener, Monty, I I told a buddy of mine, uh, Mississippi State might be the the surprise team in the nation. Uh, I was just I was really impressed by. By the quarterback, by the whole team, just the whole team, I thought was great. And then, like you say, next week they come out and fall on their face. And and Arkansas also, you know, just a, you know, kind of almost a laughing stock. And then they they come out and and look like world beaters. But that again, that's what's going to make this conference this season so interesting. Mind if top to bottom, the conference is 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 really good. Now Vanderbilt is like we said, Alabama's Alabama. And, Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt. They're, they're still. They're going to have their struggles again, and uh, but but again, you know, Vandy's, Vandy had shows moments of promise. You know, play, plays well in spurts. They've got quarterback concerns, and well, they got concerns all through the team, frankly, and including some coaching concerns, in, in my opinion. But 
But anyway, at least there's some promise, and uh, and that's why that's again that's why why they line it up and kick it off on Saturday to see what happens. And it's uh, I, I think Vanderbilt might uh, might pick up one along the way. I I know a lot of the odds makers say Vandy's going to go 0 and 10 in the in the new schedule. I, I don't know if it's that bad or not, but uh, but again that, that we'll see. All righty, Larry. Um... NASCAR, we're down, what, to the 12? Is this the last race to get to 8? Yeah, Sunday, Sunday at, uh, at Charlotte on the Roval, the half-road course, half-circle half track, Sunday at Charlotte, and then uh, uh, currently got 12 drivers. Four of them will be cut Sunday, so it'll be down to, to 8. Uh, a lot of good storylines. I think the biggest story, Monty, is Kyle Busch. He's he's one of the, the bottom four right now. Unless he does something Sunday, he'll, the, the defending champion, will be eliminated, and this is the first season in 16 years that Kyle hasn't won a race. So you, we're talking about the NFL great teams you know, suddenly sinking. I, I'm not sure there's been a, a, a driver in NASCAR that's maybe sunk as quickly as Kyle did. Now, granted, he was on top, So, but when, you, when you're on top and you fall off, man, that's a long fall. So, um, But interesting storylines, great storylines going in, in, into it, and uh, – and I, I think the NASCAR season overall, Monty, has been, uh, been been entertaining. I think the the championship playoff has really injected a lot of lot of interest and excitement and drama into the stretch run, which uh, used to be lacking before they had the playoffs. Well, you got Denny Hamlin uh, in first, uh, Kurt Busch, only one win, but in second, Kevin Harvick nine wins this year. That's kind of that's crazy. Yeah, he, he, uh, Harvick and Hamlin have, have dominated. As you said, Harvick's got nine. I believe Denny's got either seven or eight. He won Sunday at Talladega, and I believe that was his eighth win. So between the two of them, they've, they won about half the races so far. So they're obviously the heavy favorites to, to make the, the final four at Phoenix in three weeks. Uh, the question is, who who will be the other two with them? And, of course, you can't have two champions, so either – Harvick or Hamlin won, no matter how good a season they've had, one, one of them's going to lose. And as Bobby, Bobby Allison used to say, Monty, about second, <clears throat> second place, somebody asked Bobby about running, having run a big race like Talladega or Daytona, and he came in second. And some, some sports writer asked Bobby if he found any consolation in finishing second. And Bobby said, nope, the second place finisher is just the first loser to cross the line. So, so that's the way it is in NASCAR. It, it's it's win and elsewhere. There's no other finishes. And the uh, NASCAR race at the National Speedway, um, Father's Day. Yeah, it's June, June the 20th. Next June the 20th, Father's Day be the the, the signal of uh, signal the return of uh, NASCAR Cup racing to Nashville, or at least the Nashville area. First time in 36 years. So I, I think, Monty, that's going to be a major, major sports story. I, I, I wonder if the media around Nashville is going to cover it or not. But they're, they're starting out with only 50,000 seats. But Dover says they envision expanding to, to 100, to maybe as, as, many, as much as 150,000, depending on how, how it goes. But anyway, they're starting with only 50,000 seats. So that gives you some idea of how big this thing could be. It, it could be it could be three times that big if uh, if the economy perks up. All righty, Larry. Good to catch up with you as always. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Monty, always enjoy it. That's Larry Woody joining us today on All Sports Talk. We'll take a break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. For that too, you can listen to us anywhere, on air and on demand. We're News Radio WGNS. Well, good afternoon. It's stop and go out here up and down sections of 231 as you head out towards Shelbyville. Traffic's been in pretty good shape for the most part. On I-24, yes, we have seen THB scattered up and down sections of I-24 out here this afternoon. Last time we saw them was headed out towards Coffee County. Celebrate autumn at Obergattleburg during Oktoberfest. Now through November 1st, check out all the fun details at obergattleburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, Alexa, or Google device. 
devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Fox Auction. We handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's marked to protect them together, to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Hot 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, bench, cold. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play by play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up? Well, good afternoon, everybody. Coming up tonight on the Blue Raider Network, we will have Rick Stockstill live. Head coach of the Blue Raiders will be talking about the Raiders' 20-17 loss to Western Kentucky and the upcoming game to FIU. And it is a tough road trip that awaits Middle Tennessee following a gut-wrenching loss to their conference rival Western Kentucky. The Blue Raiders, who are 0-4 and 0-2 in Conference USA play, will make the trek to Miami to take on FIU, who has only played one game so far. It's always a tough trip down there. Always seems to be a close game. FIU is 0-1. They had a road loss at Liberty. The Blue Raiders have fared well in the all-time series with the Panthers, winning 10 out of 15 matchups by an average of 19 points per game, including last season's 50-17 win in Murfreesboro during what was an absolute monsoon. However, the Blue Raiders have been in some tight slugfests in Miami, where they are only 3-4 and all-time. The average margin of victory in the seven matchups played at FIU is just 5.6 points per game. In a closely fought series, both teams are looking at any edge they can get. The homecoming-type feel for many of Middle Tennessee's players will surely give them a boost. The Blue Raiders have 17 players from the state of Florida, uh, 13 of which play on the defensive side, and Greg Great, who's playing uh, some of his best football this year, is uh, a Miami native. So we'll be talking to Coach Rick Stockstill tonight about all of that uh, on Rick Stockstill Live at 7 o'clock, and you can hear it right here on WGNS. All right, let's turn to women's tennis. Middle Tennessee finished the Mercer Gridiron Classic with a solid showing during the weekend. Lee Barnard, Lydia Burroughs, and sophomore Muskin Gupta recorded a 2-1 record in singles over the weekend, while senior Zanny Barnard earned the seventh singles win at the Gridiron Classic with a win over Young of Chattanooga, 7-6. There is a full story on the women's tennis and their trip to Macon, Georgia on GoBlueRaiders.com. On the men's side, Middle Tennessee had a big weekend at the Dale Short Shootout. Uh, They faced Chattanooga, Troy, and East Tennessee out at the Adams Tennis Complex, and after three days of competition, the Blue Raiders earned an impressive 
of 27 wins with Sean Presson and Max Roush both going undefeated at 6-0. You can find out all of that and all of the uh, uh, results on GoBlueRaiders.com. Again, the overall record at the Dale Short Shootout, 27-11 for middle. That was a 9-4 record in doubles and 18-7 in singles. Turning to college basketball news, the Division I men's and women's basketball oversight committees on Monday reaffirmed their positions on reducing by four the maximum number of games that teams can play in the upcoming 2021 season. In men's basketball, teams can compete in a maximum of 25 regular season games if a team does not participate in a multi-team event. 25 regular season games and one multi-team event that includes up to two games or 24 regular season games and one multi-team event that includes up to three games. In women's basketball, teams can compete in a maximum of 25 regular season games if a team does not compete in a multi-team event or 23 regular season games and one multi-team event that includes up to four games. The committees, which met virtually, thoroughly discussed whether a blanket waiver should be applied to permit a school to participate in a maximum of 27 games with no multi-team events if certain conditions were met. Committee members are aware of the scheduling difficulties teams are experiencing due to the uncertainty wrought by the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll have more on that uh, here over the next couple of weeks as we get closer and closer to the beginning of November 25th. All right, that's it for this Tuesday. We'll talk to you again at 7 o'clock on Rick Stocks to Live. All right, Chip, we appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And remind everyone, the Blue Raider Insider Report brought each day by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert, and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and my team. We'll take a break and be right back. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamon Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamon Associates. Double-digit pay raises are history. Now money's a lot harder to get a hold of and even harder to hang on to. That's why I would like to offer you a free discount double check. I'll go through your car insurance policy to make sure you're getting the discounts you deserve and aren't leaving any money on the table. So call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel in Shelbyville today at 931-684-5274 because being there to help keep more of your money in your pocket is why I'm here. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Blue Raiders, they'll be at FIU this week. Uh, tough loss last week, 20 to 17 to Western Kentucky. So, two three point losses the last two games. Um, you know, middle spinning its wheels right now. Um, just the apathy is, I think, taking over uh, within the fan base. Uh, you know, men's basketball. You know, I put something on social media about this. Middle's last 16 games in football, they won four. Last 63 basketball games, they won 19. Of course, Nick McDevitt was handcuffed when he got here. Um, you know, there was no recruiting. There was nothing left, much to speak of. And a lot of what was left, left. <laughs> and... uh He's got a whole new team this year, so hopefully that'll get better. But they need something to happen positive. It's just – it's all negative. I guess it's part of 2020, I I guess you could say. But, um, you know, they're just – they're spinning their wheels, you know. 
Uh, Western Kentucky's not a good football team at all. You know, the, 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 there's so many middle teams of the past would have beaten them easily. And, you know, you're going to have ebbs and flows. And, you know, I think most people thought middle would have a little bit of a down year last year because they'd lost um, <clears throat> not only just Brent Stocks, so they lost some quality players. So you expected them to take a step back. But then you would expect them to come and take a step forward this year, which they have not done. Um, you know, and it's a bottom-line business. You, you know, you got to produce, and there's just not enough production, and they're going to have their hands full at FIU on uh, Saturday. Uh, but hopefully they pull, pull a game out or two before it's all said and done. But, you know, I think the last two weeks, I'll say this, probably their best two chances at W's. Uh, it's going to get a lot tougher, uh, a whole lot tougher. But we shall see. Um, you know, I'm, I had somebody say, "Well, you seem to have all the answers." No, I don't have the answers. I don't. Have, I don't have a answer. I'm pointing out the problem. I'm not paid to have the answers. There are people. That's the people at the university. They're paid for that. I'm just um, paid to comment on it. What I see, I've been around here a long time. Uh, got enough stripes to know when it's good and when it's bad, and it's bad right now. Wish it wasn't. I said I got a wardrobe full of blue. I wore it the other day. I've got one on today. But, you know, let's face it, it's not getting done. And, you know, that's a shame. All righty. You listen to All Sports Talk. We'll take a final break and be right back. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. <laughs> Simultaneous Scooby. It's a stereo. Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Well, good afternoon. It's stop and go out here up and down sections of 231 as you head out towards Shelbyville. Traffic's been in pretty good shape for the most part. On I-24, yes, we have seen THB scattered up and down sections of I-24 out here this afternoon. Last time we saw them was headed out towards Coffee. County. Celebrate autumn at Obergatelberg during Oktoberfest. Now through November 1st, check out all the fun details at obergatelberg.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. Sir Pizza strives for excellence in everything that they do and can't wait to see the smile on your face. Dine in, delivery, and carry out on East Main, Memorial, and South Church. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening in. This is Lenny Farmer here for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Wow, cremation seems to be the talk of the day, and you probably have a question or two about whether that should be your final choice, because so many questions surround this method of finality to life. Let me set your mind at ease by answering your plaguing questions. You can reach me at 615-893-2422 to set up a time for a no-pressure question and answer period to help determine what is best for you. Jennings and Ayers. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassisted.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. All right, high school. Last week, Stewart's Creek 49, McGavick 6. On Thursday, Riverdale 28, Siegel nothing. 
Coffee County 20, Rockville 14. The Rockets oh so close again. Laverne 33, Overton 26. Lewis County 39, Eagleville 7. Kings Academy 54, Middle Tennessee Christian 35. Smyrna 27, Cane Ridge 24. Big win for Smyrna. Puts them in control of that um, region. They went out. They're the champ. Do still have some tough games. Um, but congrats to them. Of course, Cane Ridge had only played one game. I think their coach said we look like a team that had played one. They looked like a team that played six. Um, but you play your schedule. And, you know, like I said, Smyrna's never beaten them. It's been a, a region totally dominated uh, by Cane Ridge. Um, Oakland 37, Brentwood nothing. I think that sent a pretty good message. That, and the, uh, I was not doubting doubting the fact that Oakland's got a great football team. All I had said was they hadn't been tested, and I thought this would be a team that would test them. It wasn't much of a test. Oakland pretty well dominated it from the get go. Big plays, different weapons. Um. I'm sure a team over in the East looked and said, whoa, hey, they do have a good team this year. Uh, don't sleep on Marable. Um, Oakland can't sleep on anybody right now. They still got two games. They still got two um, region opponents that are unbeaten in Riverdale and um, um, Warren County. Yeah, Riverdale's favoring those games, but – um, you know, they can't get caught looking ahead. Uh, you, you know, let them worry about the playoffs when the playoffs get here. You know, but we in the media, we tend to look around, and I think Oakland is the best team and will we'll win the region. I'm not heading out on too big of a limb there. You know, I thought maybe Mount Juliet was undefeated, a team that um, – might give them some issues. They get beat by fourth-place Rossview in their own uh, district region the other night. So, um, looking on down the line, if it's indeed Oakland and Maribel, which it has been for a few years now, um, Oakland's got to like the fact that they'd be at home. But, you know, they got a lot of business still ahead of them. This is fall break. Uh, we do have a couple games um thursday night uh we have stewart's creek at antioch and then friday night we have wilson central at laverne that's a non-region game uh the stewart's creek antioch is a uh, region game uh the state poll oakland's number one seven and oh marable Two, Dobbins Bennett three, McMahon County four, there's six and zero. Oh. Riverdale's five, six and one. Brentwood six, they're three and two. Ravenwood seven, they're four and three. Two losses to out of state powers. Bradley Central's eight, they're five and one. Mount Juliet's ninth, they're five and one. And Farragut is tied for ninth at four and two. So it's where we are there uh, in high school football. Um, Blackman, um, they will not play this week. Obviously, they couldn't have played anyway. Uh, but they'll be off the um, quarantine uh, watch there. Um, yesterday, uh, Middle Tennessee Christian Schools Volleyball team upset BGA in the um, quarterfinals, and they have earned a spot in the state tournament for the first time ever. Providence Christian's girls golf team, uh, consisting of Caroline Pardue and Izzy Johnson, 
Um, they finished runner-up in the region. They are headed to the state tournament for the first time. The boys' state golf tournament uh, is today and tomorrow at um, Willowbrook. Oakland's team is there. And Lofton McCree of Blackman and Ashton Stone of Siegel are there. So, um, got uh, a lot of high school sports going on. Last night, uh, Siegel won yet another volleyball uh, district title. I don't know how many in a row it is, but the names and faces change. The results remain the same. Rockville did um, finish second. And by virtue of that, they will advance to the region uh, for the first time in their brief uh, history. So their runner-up finish uh, didn't go for naught. They'll get uh, and continue postseason play. Soccer state tur- soccer tournaments next week. Uh, the region uh, volleyball is next week. So. Getting to be a pretty busy time for the preps. Um, and through it all, we've done pretty well. I know Blackman and uh, Stewart's Creek's volleyball teams got quarantined. We had Blackman football, Blackman cheer. Um, we lost one game with Middle Tennessee Christian School. Uh, they, they did lose a game, but um, – all in all, from looking back the way things were in the middle of July, it didn't even look like we'd have a season, much less have an opportunity to get through it. You know, knock on wood, uh, this is week eight. And after this week, we'll have three more weeks of um, high school football and uh, get into the postseason and Hopefully the postseason will go without any glitches. You'd hate to see a team make the playoffs and then something happen and they can't they can't play. Uh, that would be terrible. Uh, but it's possible. So you know when you do get the opportunity to go play a game, you better enjoy it and don't take it for granted because it can be taken away from you in a heartbeat. And, We certainly don't want to see that. All righty, that'll do it for today's show. Appreciate uh, Larry Woody joining us. Uh, Everybody have a great rest of the day. Uh, We'll talk to you tomorrow. Andy Herzer will be joining us, so we'll talk to you then. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. 